Brian Burrow and women dominate this week's quest for gold. We start this week off talking Simone Biles. She is the greatest gymnast in women's history. She pulled down her 21st and 22nd medals at the World Championships in Germany this week. Her performance also propelling the U.S. women to their fifth straight all-around title, seventh straight if you count the Olympics. And if you haven't seen it already, she landed a double-double dismount, two flips and two twists on the balance beam. Double, double, there it is. That's the bile. That's all they've been waiting for. Goodness gracious me. It's now known as the Biles in the sports code of points. We've got a link to the video on our page. Take a look. On Thursday, Biles won her fifth all-around world championship. The men were kept off the podium, finishing fourth at the Worlds, but have qualified as a team for Tokyo in 2020. The 2020 U.S. Olympic softball team roster has been announced. All fresh faces with a couple exceptions. Kat Osterman, who played for the 2004 gold medal team and 2008 silver medal team. And Monica Abbott, who was on the 2008 team, she played for the Chicago Bandits for five seasons. Abbott talked about learning she was on the team. For me, it's been a long process going. I was the youngest player in 2008 and um, continuing to play year in and year out and being kind of on an emotional roller coaster every time uh, the Olympics was told we had a chance. Every time you signed a petition, took a picture, talked about it, got asked about it, and tried to promote softball coming back to the Olympics. Um, But for me, I think um, it was a very, like, long time coming to come back to the Olympics, and I think that, sorry, for so long it's been, it broke my heart because I thought there was a lost generation of softball players that didn't get an opportunity to compete at the highest stage because the Olympics is the highest stage for women's sports. It's the highest stage for women's softball. And I know how powerful this game is and how exciting of a show that we can put on. And then once I saw the list of the 18 players and it kind of sunk in, I was like, holy cow. (laughs) This team is so talented and the opportunities that we're going to have to be able to grow and put on such an amazing show and compete um, is going to be incredible. And I can't wait for that journey. The men's baseball roster for the Premier 12 has been announced. That's the qualifying tournament for Tokyo. On the roster, 27-year-old Mark Payton of Orland Park, a St. Rita grad. Both the U.S. men's and women's table tennis teams qualified for the team sports as well as individual slots for the games in Tokyo following the ITTF North American Olympic qualification in Rockford last weekend. Both teams beating Canada at the BMO Harris Bank Center. Triple jumper and Chicago and Tory Franklin coming in ninth at the World Championships last week in Qatar. I just checked her Instagram feed. She's celebrating her birthday this week in Italy. You can listen to our interview with her a couple weeks ago in episode 10 of Quest for Gold. Also in Qatar, Southern Illinois' Deanna Price won gold in the women's hammer throw. This week, our sports spotlight is women's soccer. The women's national team was in Chicago last weekend for the final match of their victory tour against South Korea. It was the last time the team of 23 that won the World World Cup would be part of the same roster and the last game for head coach Jill Ellis. I had a chance to ask her before the match. Will you have any parting statement for the team and how will that be delivered altogether or are you going to talk to each one individually? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we, we always have a, um, a meeting, you know, a quick meeting before the, before the game, sort of before our pregame meal and 
I, you know, that, that's going to be hard to get through, I think, in terms of just, you know, um, I think they know, you know, like I'm already getting emotional right now. Um, yeah, I think it will be, you know, that's going to be between us and them. And I, I'm not sure how much I hope that message I will get out because I think it'll be pretty emotional. She finished her U.S. soccer coaching career with 106 wins, two World Cup titles. But in the Olympics in Rio, a disappointing finish kept the team off the podium. Are you at peace or will you be at peace not coaching the 2020 Olympics, trying to possibly make up for Rio? Like, does that still stick with you? Yeah, I don't think I've got anything to make up. I mean, I think honestly, I've like I've said, I'll, I'll own everything, and I think honestly, probably 2016 was the catalyst for 2019 success. So I think again, I, I embrace everything. Uh, I've coached in three Olympics, so Beijing, I was there; London, I was there; obviously Rio. So I've had that experience. It's a phenomenal experience. Didn't feel I needed to uh, to, to exp- if I've never been to an Olympics. Maybe it's a different situation, but I've done three, and it's been it's been great. And I feel I feel good. I feel I asked Julie Ertz, two-time World Cup champ and Chicago Red Star, what she thought about Ellis's legacy. I think, um, obviously, like to be the winningest coach is, um, I mean, congratulations to her. I know that's not easy at all. Um, but to win two World Cups um, as well is, is huge. So I wish her nothing but the best. Um, obviously, it's going to be, that's all. she's the only coach I've ever had really here. I had Tom just for, for a brief moment. So um, it's definitely going to feel weird, but I know that she's... Um, um, you know, excited for the next chapter. So um, it, it's definitely a weird time right now, but we're just want to celebrate her and, and send her off um, on a high. Is is there an opportunity here for more growth? I mean, is, is that the, you're kind of turning the page here? I mean, what, tomorrow, what do you think that this, this organization looks like? Yeah, I mean, I think there's always room for growth. I mean, that's the beauty of the sport is that it's continuing to grow. I think women's soccer especially is just growing at such a tremendous rate, and we want to continue to push boundaries and, um, you know, as it in, each cycle's different. And obviously with a new coach, same, you know, is going to happen. I mean, it's it's just every year's different. And um, so, yeah, I think I think there is more growth because there always is. Where's Tokyo on your mind right now? I mean, obviously we know what happened in Rio. I mean, is this is this unfinished business? I mean, is that where your focus is? Obviously World Cup erases a lot of that, but... No, I think for sure. I think obviously you don't forget those moments. I think it would be dumb to just kind of forget about the loss um, in Rio for sure. But I think right now it's just on to qualifying that's not that's you know in January for sure so um, you know obviously Tokyo is amazing to think about and that's kind of like the ultimate goal but I think anything that we've learned especially from Rio is um, we need to focus on qualifying first and goalie Alyssa Nair also a Chicago Red Star probably got one of the shortest rides here out of all the players with her Um, but you know it's been a a pleasure um, the entire time that um, I've been playing for her and so um, it's it's really a kind of an end of a, an amazing chapter for her and for this team as well um, to have such a successful coach um, and a coach that's dedicated so much to this team and this game um, so it's it's special to be able to be in this last game with her um, and to be able to celebrate with, celebrate it with her. When you start thinking about 2020 obviously Tokyo comes to mind but where's, where are your thoughts on that? Yeah I'm just taking it one step at a time one camp at a time um, so you know first step is is the November camp next um, and we're hopefully going to have a new coach by then so um, um, it'll be just about, you know, meeting a new coach, proving myself again to, to a new coach, and, and kind of rebuilding that chemistry with the team under um, so, some new authority. So much remains up in the air for this team in the coming weeks. Who will take over? What will the roster look like heading into Tokyo? And of course, what about equal pay? Something the team has been fighting for years. Court proceedings 
are coming up in May. FIFA Women's Player of the Year Megan Rapino talked about it. I'd like to see a lot more corporate sponsorship. It's like it's not all up to the fans. It's not all up to us. Like we're doing all that we can. You know, a lot of the fans, at least the ones that are coming to the game, they're doing all they can. You know, clearly there's like a missing investment step um, or investment piece that I feel like needs to be a lot bigger and hopefully brands will continue to support. The team played to a 1-1 draw in that game at Soldier Field Sunday. And finally, third-ranked women's tennis star Naomi Osaka, who has dual Japanese and American citizenship, says she will compete for Team Japan in Tokyo in 2020. That does it for this week's Quest for Gold. There's a lot going on right now. We're going to continue talking qualifications, performances, local athletes. Next week, we're switching over to Winter Olympics. We'll catch up with Brady Tunnell of Carpentersville after her 2018 Olympic performance. She tells us what it was like in South Korea, what she's got on her plate coming up in 2020, and she's already eyeing China in 2022. I'm Ryan Burrow with Quest for Gold on WGNRadio.com.